Welcome back to B-Ball Bites, your five-minute NBA recap on June 6th. I'm Alexander J, and if you're one of our 19 listeners from Singapore, consider following us on Spotify and leaving a podcast review. After the first two games of the NBA Finals, the series is well and truly in the balance, to the shock of many of us. If Miami have to deal with the brilliance of Nikola Jokic, then Denver are dealing with the brilliance of head coach Eric Spolstra. Game 1 went as many expected, Denver the much better team, taking the lead early in the first and never letting go. The Nuggets had a lead as big as 24 just prior to the final quarter, but some inspired play from the Heat bench unit, mostly courtesy of veteran Kyle Lowry and the size of forward Hayward Highsmith, brought that lead back down to 10 within minutes. Nevertheless, Denver shot 50% for the contest with the likes of Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon finding easy money in the paint as the smaller Heat team couldn't compete or slow them down. Jokic was an incredible in facilitation mode. He had just three field goal attempts in the first half, but had 10 assists as four Nuggets scored in the double digits before the break. Jokic finished with 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 14 of those assists for the NBA Finals triple-double, while Jamal Murray had an efficient 26. For Miami, the role players who had been overperforming in the Eastern Conference run didn't show. Max Struess and Caleb Martin combined for 1 for 17 from the floor. Jimmy Butler was also contained. He took 14 shots for his 13 points, but lacked an aggressive tone to his game, and to the eyes of a lot, his attempts were falling short at the rim, maybe from fatigue or that ankle injury he sustained against the Knicks in the second round. Bear Matabayo had a career-high 25 shots for his 26 points, but outside of a quick 18 points from Haywood Highsmith at the back end of the game, the Heat did not look like they could compete. For Game 2, Miami were determined to find a way to victory, something they've gotten quite good at this postseason. Miami were down 8 heading into the final quarter, but on the back of some clever defense and the Heat shooters shooting 69% in the fourth, they outscored Denver by 11 and won 111-108. Eric Spolstra made a couple of adjustments for this game, namely the inclusion of Kevin Love back into the lineup in an attempt to stop Denver from steamrolling the paint. This was evident on many fast breaks as Love got back in the last line of defense quickly to suppress the urge of Denver's guards to drive to the rim. Additionally, Spolstra designed some clever players to use Bam Adebayo as a playmaker from the arc or the elbow, finding Miami guards cutting to the rim to get closer looks. Finally, Spolstra threw several zone defense variants at the Nuggets, some with particular emphasis on fronting or putting a body between the ball and Nikola Jokic to prevent him from establishing position far from the hoop but backing down into a more efficient range. Starting Kevin Love also meant that Jimmy Butler could switch his defensive assignment to Jamal Murray, a move that Warriors coach Steve Kerr thinks was critical. Here's Coach Kerr on Draymond Green's podcast. I can see them in their coaches' meetings saying, Murray's the head of the snake. You know, not not Jokic. Like, like you, if you just look at it, you go, well, Jokic is the head of the snake. But when you play a team, you sort of realize, wait a second. Like, that guy's going to, he's going to dominate no matter what we do. So we got, this is the head of the snake. And I think they just decided Murray's the guy we got to stop. So you start love, put Jimmy Butler on Murray. And then you saw, like, they were blitzing Murray quite a bit and uh, really trying to get Despite this, Murray had an attempt at the buzzer from three to tie the game that fell just a tad short with Butler defending him. Murray finishing with 18 points, 10 assists on a night where Nikola Jokic was forced to stop facilitating and pursue scoring. Jokic had 41. Miami took the least amount of free throws in NBA playoffs history in Game 1, with just two. For the second matchup this series, they finished with a much more aggressive 20 attempts at the line, and combined with making 48% of their 35 threes, they had enough juice in the tank to keep going to hold on to the lead late in the fourth. Butler and Adebayo had 21, 
Hakimi looked a little bit more aggressive, while Kevin Love played 22 minutes for his 6 points, 10 rebounds, but was a plus-minus, plus 18 in those minutes. While Gabe Vincent top-scored for Miami, shooting 8 of 12 from the floor, including 4 of 6 from 3. Many of those 3-point attempts were open looks on the back of some cunning screen or double screen plays from Miami, particularly a couple where Denver's Michael Porter Jr. was blind to the action. I expect those looks to open up and to be more critical in the series moving forward. Keep an eye on the status of Tyler Hero, who has not yet returned, but averages 38% on 8 attempts from distance this season. The Game 2 loss was Denver's first loss at home since March, while the win was the 13th for Miami, now the most ever by an 8th seed in a playoff run. To some news around the league, and Sham Sharanya is reporting that Kyrie Irving has reached out to LeBron James to see if the pair could potentially work in Dallas. Irving is a free agent, and James is under contract for one more year with the Lakers at $53 million, so maybe not. Julius Randle had sneaky arthroscopic surgery. Try saying that 10 times fast. The New York forward <laughs> had that surgery on his left ankle he had problems with prior to and during the finals. He should be ready for training camp next season. And in several coach updates, the Suns hired Frank Vogel to be their new head coach. Kevin Young, who many pinned as the favorite for that position, will remain the assistant head coach in Phoenix, while Phoenix are also hiring former Grizzlies coach David Fisdale. Former Charlotte head coach James Borrego is joining the New Orleans staff as an associate head coach. Borrego's offense led Charlotte to two back-to-back play-ins in recent memory. And another former head coach, Terry Stotts, is returning to Milwaukee as an assistant to Adrian Griffin's staffing team. Stotts won more than 400 games in Portland. He was also the Bucks coach for a brief period in 2006 to 2007. And finally, Steven Silas coached the Houston Rockets this season, but he'll join Monty Williams' new staff in Detroit. That's it for B-Ball Bites. If you're an AFL fan, we also have AFL Bites. But most importantly, remember to follow your passion. See you next time.